HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This program has been brought to you by Cider Week New York City, happening November 6th through 15th, 2015. For more information, check out ciderweeknyc.com. Hey, 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 I'm Jimmy Carboni from Beer Sessions Radio. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Let's Get Real, the cooking show about finding, preparing, and eating food on Heritage Radio Network with me, your host. You know who I am, Erica Wides. Okay, so first things first, the Mets totally blew it. We know this. You finally get all the way to the World Series after being the losers of baseball for how many years? They get all the way there, and then they... Let it go in game five. Now, you know I'm not a sports person, but after that stupid decision to let Matt Harvey pitch, after he got all pouty and pissed off when he was wisely pulled from the mound, Jack's nodding in approval. Yeah, they blew it. And yeah, I was watching, okay? For what it's worth, I was watching. Even though I am so not a sports fan, so, so not a sports fan, generally I can't even stand the sound of professional sports, particularly football, which I despise. But baseball's been kind of growing on me lately. There's something about it. It's kind of old-fashioned. It's like America's sport. I don't know. This year, I kind of got into it. I went to a Mets game early in the season. It was kind of fun. And, you know, this was the Mets. This was New York's hometown team, the perennial underdogs. I always root for the underdog. And I still remember the sound of the massive sound wave of cheering that drifted up to my open sixth floor window when I lived in East Village in 1986 after they won the World Series. Like the collective roar of victory and jubilance that happened. That was pretty cool. So... I watched. I kind of had no choice because, you know, 
Adam was watching. But so I watched and most I mean, at least I watched with one eye most of it. You know, while I did other stuff like cook and fold laundry and check Facebook. Oh, and try to sell off all my vintage 80s clothing on Etsy, by the way. Oh, are you interested in buying anything from my vintage 80s clothing shop on Etsy? Oh, my vintage 80s clothing shop on Etsy is called ESW Vintage, by the way. Just, you know, in case you want to buy anything. It's very cool stuff. Vintage 80s. Anyway, I was actually kind of relieved that the Mets lost. Adam and I were both talking about this. We were kind of relieved because it meant we could all just go back to normal life. The stress was gone. We could just go back to the normal things we do at night, like watching Netflix again and not having to sit through another long, tense somewhat boring game of baseball interspersed with ads for things like T-Mobile and Chobani. And I mean, really like in the bigger picture, does it really matter? Does it matter? The world series, does it matter who wins? Who cares? Do you even remember who won last year? I don't remember who won last year. Who, uh, who won the world cup? I don't know. I don't remember England. I don't know. Cuba, Algeria. I don't know. Can you even remember what movie won Best Picture at the Oscars this year? I can't. I don't know. Star Wars? Gandhi? Who knows? In this endless cycle of awards shows that we have, the Oscars and the Emmys and the Tonys and the Grammys and the James Beard Awards and the World Series and the Super Bowl and the Olympics, can you even remember who won anything in any of them? I can't. I cannot. Maybe it's aging. Maybe it's information overload. I don't know, but it doesn't stick anymore. We have a short memory, and we collectively forget stuff. Now, I suppose more serious sports fans would disagree. Jack out there, he's a big basketball fan. No, you're right, though. People yeah, forget. People forget. Who won the World Series last year? I mean, I don't watch baseball. I don't so. see. So, who won Best Picture? I can't believe that I can't remember see? that. I know. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> Gone. Yeah. Now, Jack's a big basketball fan, so he'd probably remember who won the basketball equivalent of the World Series last year. Yeah. Whatever it's called. Golden State. Okay. Whatever it's called. The NBA championship. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not totally sports illiterate. I live with a man, so I'm exposed to this stuff. But it's this year-round, endless cycle of award shows and playoffs and championships here in America. We love that stuff. We sure love to reward our winners and pity our losers, or if not pity them, slam them on social media. We love that. Now, thinking about all of this, all these award shows and championships and all that stuff, thinking about all of this reminded me, though, that we here haven't had our own awards show, you know what's coming, down here in the Foodiness Fallout Shelter in a really long time. Somehow, we may have accidentally skipped a year, in our award cycle, you know, what with all the renovations of the fallout shelter and my new career as a lifestyle model and consultant and all that stuff. And I just consulted with the research department down here in the shelter. And they said that the last time we did an awards show, it turns out, was February of 2014. February 2014, episode 86. Now, this is episode 141. So we've been really amiss. Sorry about that. Somehow it just slipped our collective mind. Feel free to tweet me reminders about stuff like that that I may forget. Okay? It's okay. I won't be offended at all. You can act as my external hard drive. Now, I may have even done an earlier award show before that one, too. 
But I can't remember, and the research department just all left for lunch, so I'll have to check on it later. So with that said, I think that it may be time for us to do it again. I think it may be time. So uh, let's get started. Now, Jack just went outside because he's rolling out the red carpet leading down to the fallout shelter. And we've got that, like, stop and pose photo station ready with the Heritage logo multiple times behind it and the lights and the paparazzi are on the way. People magazine's coming. And Ryan Seacrest is here. Ryan Seacrest is right outside. And he's all groomed and he's dressed. He's in his tux and he's ready to host outside. He's the outside host. As the guests climb down the ladder into the fallout shelter and across the red carpet. Thank you. And we have built a new auditorium this year down here in the in the shelter too and um because we want to have large group events and the band is warming up you just heard them back there the awards show band and um so here we go so can we get a drum roll jack uh, oh. <laughs> i forgot to ask you before the show to queue up awards, red carpet is hard to unroll awards show music i was gonna ask and i forgot um, so, dun, 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 live from the, there we go, yeah, woo, live from the Foodiness Fallout Shelter, it's the second or maybe third annual, because I can't remember, Golden Uncrustables Award Show, yay, okay, woo, <laughs> starring... Your host, me, with Ryan Seacrest on the red carpet and Jack Inslee on the Millennial Tech Translation feed. That means he's shortening everything I say into Snapchats and Vines, because I don't know how to do any of those things. But first, a word from our main sponsor, General Foods. Oh, I mean Cane Vineyard and Winery. We'll be right back to start the awards show after this break. Cider Week helps to bring profitability to local orchards while reviving heirloom apple varieties by cultivating awareness of craft cider. Cider Week connects cider makers from New York State and select pioneering guest cideries outside the state to buyers from top restaurants, bars, and retail shops across New York City. Those culinary tastemakers, in turn, help increase consumer awareness of cider's pleasures by hosting public events, tastings, dinners, classes, and pairings that build appreciation and demand for regional ciders. Welcome back to the second or third annual Foodiness Golden Crustables Award Show. Now, I guess our sponsor for that one wasn't Cane Vineyard, but they sponsor the show in general anyway, so we'll just give them a little extra plug. So, welcome back to the Golden Uncrustables, the Foodiness Award Show. Now, before... We get started. Let me just reintroduce all of our 87 million, sorry, that's 87 million global listeners and viewers to the Golden Uncrustable and give a little historical information about the awards show and the award itself. Okay. So, folks, the Golden Uncrustable is an award for foodiness atrocities committed 
foodiness audaciousness or just plain old foodiness bullshit. Okay. It is named in honor of the Uncrustable, which is a frozen, pre-made, crustless peanut butter and jelly sandwich, individually wrapped and frozen, sold by Smuckers. Now, the Uncrustable represents to me and the entire foodiness fallout shelter staff and the entire editorial staff of Let's Get Real represents to us everything, everything that's wrong in food in America today. Okay, first... Number one, it's pre-made and frozen, and it's made from garbage industrial white bread or the whole wheat version, garbage fakey industrial so-called whole wheat bread, both crustless because we have to pander to children's fussiness to such a degree that we've forgotten that just two or three generations ago, their great-grandparents would have been fighting each other in the streets or in the camps or the shtetl for those bread crusts. But no. Our delicate fussy eaters today need them removed, and today's parents are just trained dog servants to their overindulged chubby offspring. Secondly, number two, did I mention it's pre-made and frozen, and it uses the shittiest peanut butter, like Jif or Skippy or Peter Pan type peanut butter, which is full of corn syrup and hydrogenated oils, and again, today's useless parents can't even manage the strength or dexterity to open a jar and spread their own peanut butter for their device-tethered tots or teach the kids to do it themselves? I guess they can't because it's hard to open a jar of peanut butter and spread it when you're so busy playing Minecraft. And anyway, they'd get the peanut butter all over the iPad screen. And third, the third reason why we find the Uncrustable so abhorrent is that it's pre-made and frozen mentioned previously and the jelly is of the corn syrup and grape juice concentrate kind which is basically a mainline sugar iv hookup for your little addict the bread is all sugar the peanut butter is filled with sugar and the jelly is pure sugar why can't johnny read because he's in a diabetic coma that's why they should actually sell uncrustables with a free toy in every box like cereal. But in this case, it should be a little toy syringe. So you can train your little pre-diabetics for what's to come shortly down the line. Free with all boxes of frozen Uncrustables, a new toy baby syringe. Yay! Now, of course, the diabetes, di- <laughs> of course, the diabetes industrial complex loves stuff like the, in- the Uncrustable because they are simply part of the foodiness solution to the foodiness problem. And they've got groups like the ADA, American Dietetics Association, right up there behind them supporting all this. But that's another show. This is the award show. So the Golden Uncrustable is the top award in the world of foodiness. It's a major honor to be awarded the Golden Uncrustable. It means that you have sunk so far down into the bells and depths of everything that's wrong with our food system today. That you win. It's like you can't get any lower until you win. And what do you win? Well, you win the coveted Golden Uncrustable. The award itself, the trophy for you radio listeners who are not watching the live stream HD 3D broadcast that we're doing, that Jack's managing. The award itself is a shiny, glittery, life-size Uncrustable cast in pure 100% gold-plated tin with a perfectly lifelike child-sized bite 
removed from the side, exposing a glistening, sparkling layer of bronze peanut butter and another layer of crushed 100% real synthetic purple amethyst jelly jewels. Mm -hmm. It's quite lifelike and beautiful and breathtaking. And they cost the American Academy of Foodiness, Arts, and Sciences, the body who presents the awards, a.k.a. me, almost $9 a piece to produce. Okay, so this is some classy stuff. So make sure, if you're the winner, to call your insurance agent as soon as the winner is announced, in case it's you, because you'll want to protect that glittery prize someplace safe for life. Insurance value, important. Now, you can view the actual awards this year in the display case right outside, right next to the meat aging room, on the way to the foodiness re-education camp dorms out back. Remember the re-education camp? We haven't talked about it. We haven't sent anybody there in a while. But as a bonus prize this year, the Golden Uncrustable winner gets an all-expense-paid trip to the camp with extra deprogramming spot treatments and a custom complimentary pedicure. You're welcome. So, who will win the coveted Golden Uncrustable Award this year? Who will take home the most important, most prestigious prize in all of foodiness? Any ideas? Any suggestions? Well, we've chosen our winner, and we'll announce it as soon as we get back from this short message from our sponsor, Volkswagen. message to Volkswagen will happily accept you as a sponsor of Heritage Radio <laughs> as well. Thank you for promoting the award show. Hey, also Birdman was the winner. Birdman? Oh, the movie. Yeah. Oh, right. Just came to me. Right, Birdman. I saw that. Yeah. It was good. Okay. Are we back? We're back. Oh, okay. Can you cue the awards theme music again? Oh, the band is on break. Oh, okay. They're out with the research department? Yep. Oh. We have to talk to those guys. Okay. Well, anyway, welcome back. Woo. Da, da, na, 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 na. Thank you. <laughs> Where's Neil Patrick Harris when we need him? Well, the excitement is palpable. Palpable down here in the fallout shelter. You can feel it as we are about to announce the winners of 2015 Golden Uncrustable Awards. That whole Volkswagen thing was, you know, a timely joke. But we would take you. It's true. Just give us a call. Now, this year, in a rare turn of events for the award ceremony, we're actually awarding two Uncrustables in two different categories. Yeah, two. One is for the standard award given to the foodiness product of the year. The other award this year, a new category, is given to the group or organization who disseminated, announced, or propagated awful, misguided, and flat-out wrong information about food. Okay? We have the product awards and the propaganda awards. Now, you can tell them apart by the color of the jelly in the sandwich. The propaganda awards jelly is red, and the product awards is purple, grape, and strawberry. Okay? It's a new category. So, without further ado, oh, there he is. Now that Neil Patrick Harris has finally left the stage after doing one too many musical tap dance numbers. Thank you, Neil. Let's award some awards. So, in the first category this year, 
the Golden Uncrustable for foodiness atrocities in a product or product line. The award goes to Chobani. <gasps> Did you hear the entire audience gasp? What? Chobani? The feel-good, all-natural, high-quality Greek yogurt company that single-handedly revived upstate's, upstate New York's dairy industry? That Chobani? And provided thousands of jobs in our economically depressed regions? That Chobani? Really? Not Dannon or Yoplait, the junk yogurt companies? Really? Chobani? Well, no. Because we know that Dannon and Yoplait and Trix yogurt are all crap. We already know that. Artificially sweetened, super sugary, fake flavor, thickened, colored, crapgurt, which is what I renamed it. Crapgurt. We know that. It's obvious. But Chobani, on the other hand, while it has maintained its all-natural status and is still very clean labeled and is making a big effort and still makes a decent product, Chobani has taken a very hard tumble down the rabbit hole of yogurt foodiness with its new Flips line. Now, if you watched the World Series, you probably saw many an ad for the Flips. That's how I learned about them, the Flips line. So the Chobani Flips are these little tubs of yogurt, already sweetened, flavored yogurt, with a little side tub attached of like a crunchy, sweet snack item. It's like a little sidecar. Now, you open both sides of the thing. And Faye has this with little, like, fruit mix-ins. You open both sides, and then you flip, hence the name flips, the little snack mix into the yogurt, and then you crunch and cream away. Now, there's nothing inherently wrong here, besides all the ridiculous packaging. But everything is ridiculously packaged and single-serve these days, and... Frankly, I can't even muster up the energy anymore to rail against the packaging. So I give up on that one. You won. Okay, packaging industry, you won. You beat me down. I, I'm done. After that hike I took and the show where I talked about I just, I'm done. No. The problem that I slash we have, because I am we here, have with this is A, watching Chobani follow the bandwagon. Instead of being the iconoclastic company that it could be, following the bandwagon of adding super sugary snack bits to everything, like all the other yogurt producers, and B, the grams of sugar in some of these flavors are as high as 21 grams per five-ounce serving. 21 grams. That's like a can of Coke. 21 grams per five ounces. That's like eating a Snickers bar or a Coke or two Krispy Kreme donuts, okay? So uh, that's what we call greenwashing or a health halo. That is a shit ton of sugar for one little snack. Yeah. Now, they do have upwards of 10 grams of protein. They have some fiber. There's some nuts and seeds and stuff thrown in there. But then they also have white ugh, chocolate chips. White chocolate. Ugh. Chips. Little mini graham cracker bits. Corn flakes. Talk about mainlining sugar. Corn flakes. Along with the blobs of sweetened fruit and the chocolate and the coconut and all the other stuff. And a few chia seeds and pumpkin seeds. Fine. Now, I guess the problem here isn't with Chobani per se. It's with the idea that everything is a sweet and crunchy flavored varied version of itself. And as you know, that drives me nuts. Unsweetened, roasted, salted nuts. 
And even though I don't believe in non-fat or low-fat yogurt at all, I do respect Chobani as a yogurt company. But I don't know, not now that they've gone this route or this route. I'm not so sure about you, Chobani. Now, they even have a cafe here in New York and Soho, and I've been there. And there, they serve these delicious yogurty treats, like all kinds of like bowls of yogurt with delicious savory things and olive oil and walnuts and these cool like Turkish bagels covered in sesame seeds and smoked salmon. And they have savory yogurt options. Savory. That's what I want. Savory, as in not sweet, not as in, mmm, tastes good savory, as in not sweet. Where are the savory options in the grocery store? I had the idea 10 years ago to do a line of savory yogurts flavored with vegetables, by the way. Dan Barber at Blue Hill is now doing them. They're in the supermarket, but very limited. And where is the mainstream? Where is the mainstream brand doing the savory yogurt option? Why the sweetness? Why? <sighs> okay, so... Sadly, regretfully, I'm sorry to say that Chobani wins the Golden Uncrustable Award this year for atrocities committed by a foodiness product. White chocolate chips. Really? Okay. And now for the second award category to the group. This is the group or organization award. To the group or organization who disseminated, announced, or propagated Awful, misguided, and flat-out wrong or misleading information about food. This year's new Golden Uncrustable goes to... Take a guess. Come on. It's so obvious. The WHO, the World Health Organization, for their hitting a flea with a sledgehammer approach, massive blanket statement about the link between consuming meat and cancer. I'm sure you've heard of this. It was like everywhere last week. The WHO, the WHO, not the good WHO with Roger Daltrey, the WHO, in case you missed it, announced last week that humans of Earth, that would be us, are eating too much meat. Yes, we are, for sure, more and more every day. It's true. And that eating meat, particularly cured, processed, and industrial red meat, has a link to cancer doesn't necessarily cause it but there is a link to cancer they didn't talk really that much about other factors but they just blanket statement okay well yeah if it's really shitty industrially produced terrible meat from poor caged up animals who are raised on feedlots and pumped full of soy and corn and old halloween candy and pumpkin spice oreos and drugs and they never walk on grass or eat grass or see the sun. And then they get processed into crappy fast food burgers and bacon and hot dogs filled with chemicals and fillers and sweeteners and nitrates and all kinds of other shit. And if you eat that stuff three times a day for 65 years, then yeah, you will increase your chance of getting cancer by something like 0.01%. You may get cancer from that. Or you may get cancer from smoking or from living near a major highway or working with chemicals or eating nutrisweeted yogurt or bagged white bread or cheeseburger flavored Pringles or pumpkin spice Oreos or any of a million other risk factors for cancer in our chemically soaked world. Now, the food industry uses over 5,000 different chemicals in food processing. And um, yeah, I agree. We all eat too much meat. 
Yes, we should cut back. But instead of a huge, massive, soggy, wet blanket statement like that, which immediately gets picked up by the world's mainstream media and then simplified and dumbed down and re-disseminated into soundbite after soundbite, then you've got problems. How about instead of an oversimplified blanket, they instead just said, humans have been eating meat since the beginning of time. And while eating too much meat may not be great for us, eating small amounts of well-raised, grass-fed, high-quality meats from small farmers and producers is the key to the world's future health and environmental sustainability. Huh? How about a statement like that? Thought out. Insightful. Much more fine-tuned. How about a statement like that? But no. So now 100,000 smaller farmers and meat producers who've been trying to do it right, trying to get their message out that meat is okay if it's done right, have to suddenly go into overdrive PR backpedaling mode just to set everyone straight again. Just when we were finally starting to break through the stupid fat phobic propaganda machine of the last 40 years who scared people out of eating meat. And into eating other foodiness products, I might add. So this year's foodiness golden uncrustable for the group or organization who disseminate, announce, or propagate awful, misguided, and flat-out wrong information is the World Health Organization. Nice work, guys. Way to spread a message. And the mainstream media for, of course, immediately jumping on the bandwagon and dumbing it down even further. You win. You guys win. Congratulations. Here's your award. Go pick up your gift bag. Don't forget to stop and pose on the carpet on the way out with Ryan Seacrest and get the hell out of my fallout shelter. Okay? That brings us to the end of this year's Golden Uncrustable Awards show for Foodies Atrocities. Woo! Thanks to everybody who participated in this year's show. Thanks to Jack Inslee for running the whole tech side and sound effects. Thanks to Ryan Seacrest for working for free. He's upstairs. We have to feed him now. He wants pizza. And remember, until next year, every day, if you don't want to eat shit, keep on tuning in to Let's Get Real, the cooking show about finding, preparing, and eating food here on Heritage Radio Network with me, Eric White, your host. Thanks to Ben Cabin for the theme music. Thanks to Jack Inslee, as always all the tech stuff and we'll see you next week thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org you can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching heritage radio network you can like us on facebook and follow us on twitter at heritage underscore radio you can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.